All right, now I know what you're thinking. What's that handsome bugger Don John up to these days? I mean, we saw him go down with Feeney and her buddies and go into a mine and they cleared out a bunch of folks, and that was pretty cool. But he's so handsome and so charming and interesting, I bet I want to know what he's been doing otherwise. Well, here's your lucky day, buckaroo, because I got a whole heap of helping for you. Now swallow it down and get in there! Because you're in a boxing match. Come on. Put your hands up. Come on, put your hand. Oh, you're getting slaughtered in there. I'd throw in the towel, but honestly, I, there wasn't any toilet paper back there, and I needed to use it for something, so you don't want that towel. But you know what? Um, here. Hide under my coat. All right. Okay, there we go. Now they just think that we're two people that are very tall. Excellent. Now, let's check out this adventure. Here on This American Dice presents The Adventures of Don John Raskin. World's most handsome man, best big game hunter, and greatest lover you've ever known. For reasons that are your own, all three of you have found yourselves in your travels stopping in a town called Thorum Vane. And this town uh, used to be a very small village, um, but it's got all the evidence now of being like a, like a fledgling city on the up and up. Uh, and it's clear to anyone even passing through here that the reason for that is, as as Trevor pointed out, like this is a boom town. Like this is next to a mine, and that's been wildly successful. Um, and all three of you, having spent any time here, like on your first night, will see that there are flyers posted throughout the town, including the taverns and the streets, requesting adventurers for a problem with the mine and to report in to see the town mayor, whose name is Doreen Bidrenil, for any who are interested in applying. Ooh, could I say that um, the mining consortium that I had been with planned that, that had like initially hired me, had thought that like, oh, this is gonna be the mine that there he's, we're sending him to look after will continue to be such a problem that we're gonna need some like rough and tumble guy to be in charge of it. And then so I, yeah, he did on. maybe such a good job that it was like, oh, we can actually just hire a regular manager to do this, not this crazy crocodile Dundee dude. And um, uh, so then uh, Don John's like, all right, I guess I don't really have that position anymore. <laughs> so that works. Like I definitely see like, if your reputation precedes you, this would be like a great point in your favor. Um, that the fact that you did the job at all. Um, oh, I did that. I did it all already. That accent changed there for a second, but yeah. Jackie Daytona. <laughs> Jackie Daytona. Jackie Daytona. Oh my god, that is so, <laughs> so good. Um. All right. Well, we're going to states. Sorry. Yeah. Well, if it's a if it's a boomtown, like there's there's plenty of uh, like crime and grift for me to eke out a living on. But I'll for sure do this if it's a chance to get into that mine. You know, not have to work. Oh, so I feel like maybe the most uh, conventional re uh, incentive, which would be applicable here, is the the reward listed on this poster is something really incommensurate with what this just sounds like the job requires. It's like uh, adventurers see Doreen Bidrenil, um reward uh, of up to like f uh, ten thousand gold pieces. I mean, the up to is, is very important. Yeah, up, it says like in small print, like up to 10,000 gold pieces. Um, unless anybody has any objections or is interested in not doing this, I'm just going to put you all in the room with this person. Is there any other information about it's, it literally just says there's something up with the mines and anyone who wants to help needs to come see this lady? Yep, there's person. no details on the flyer at all. Okay. I don't have any problems with that. But you could... If, having spent any time in this town, like say, like if you'd arrived that night, if you're like in the bars or like in like a, in an inn, you could get the sense from the townspeople that they're worried, not because they feel like they're in danger, mm -hmm. but because their, uh, their shipments of ore have not been coming in from the mine. And that's okay. the this town. Oh, maybe like the Smiths that normally are going all the time. Exactly. Um, they're, they're standing still no longer. Are they singing those sad songs? Um, mm -hmm. 
See what sad I did? Mi- right. Sad mining shanties. Yeah, they're sad um, mining shanties. Yeah, so they're like all the forges are always billowing. There's always smoke coming out of the blacksmith, and now there's not. And the, the townspeople are commenting on this and how unusual this is. They haven't seen this happen in years and years. Oh yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, um, maybe there's. If you're thinking that just the ore shipments haven't come in, like normally, if a mine town goes bust, you would expect to see like either an exodus of all these miners leaving, or like a bunch of unemployed miners hanging around. But there's neither of those things. Nope, neither of those things. Um, I'll let Doreen explain the rest. So, unless there's any objections, you'll be in the office of the mayor. It's sort of a sparsely appointed office um, with like a nice wood desk and she stands behind it. She's like a tall, uh, older looking woman, human woman. Um, not a bear. Not a bear that okay. you know of. Noted. Not Noted. revealed any bear form currently. Gotcha. Um, and she, she bows as the three of you enter the room. All right. So you just want to give some like rundowns on who we're dealing with? Sure. So, um, John John Raskin is uh, a man in his, I think he's supposed to be in his like 40s, his late 40s or early 50s. And he's a, um, he's a, he's like an adventurer that's done basically everything. He's currently now, uh, his last job, which he might still have depending on what Carl decides that we're doing here. His last job, his most recent employment was, um, overseer of a mining operation, which the term overseer has a lot of implications that I'm not crazy about, but um, he is like like a guy who'd run like a trading outpost. He'd been like a big game hunter. He'd done all these crazy things. And um, he's a ranger, so like a lot of times he lives out in the woods, uh, but he comes into town because he's not kind of a, he's not like the solitary lone ranger. He's a dude who never shuts the hell up. And uh, if you remember, I made reference to him as, do you remember Will Gasper? Sure do. Trevor, do you remember that guy at all? I think you're muted. Sounds familiar. Okay, yeah, just a guy who like, a guy who tells stories where you're like, this cannot possibly be true. (laughs) Where where it's like, oh, I once seduced an entire, what was the story I had? It was like, oh, I got, I, I sang a song and got all these sirens to jump in the ship to have sex with me. And then, <laughs> and then let's just say in the morning, it I was terrible. I had to, had to <laughs> shovel all these siren bodies off. They, they need to stay in the water. Like just crazy <laughs> stories like that. I believe way more of those than I should have. Oh, <laughs> as, the, as a freshman or whatever in high school, and he would be like, I was in this hacker society called the Zulu Warrior Nation. <laughs> And the FBI wanted was, was looking for me and a guy was trying to follow me and I just sat there on top of a building and I hacked into the streetlights and I made him get into a car accident. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is oh. wild. Yeah, I was primed for him. I had kids in my elementary school who were convinced that they were being trained in martial arts so that one day they could fight on top of the Great Wall of China against the dragons who would come to end the world. And I was like, go on, who's your teacher? I was like, how, can I watch? <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> But so, but yeah, so that's this guy where he's just telling stories that he lives a crazy life. So the issue is that it's like a ton of it gets mixed up to the point where he probably believes his own bullshit as much as he wants other people to. Um, and yeah, he's just this crazy kind of loudmouth, braggadocious character. Um, and yeah, he's got a way with animals and a way with the ladies. Naturally. Wink, especially one very special uh, yes. werebear. Now, when you say werebear, are we talking like just standard werewolf? Like, you know, it's a person who can change into a bear, or are we talking a little more like this is bear territory? I'm, I'm thinking she's a, I'm thinking she, <laughs> I'm thinking she's a woman who is also sometimes just a bear. Are so, they all? Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> so maybe like a werebear who's just so comfortable with like the duality of it that sometimes she's a bear, sometimes she's a woman. She's just cool either way, basically, that type of thing. Sure. And I imagine she's played by Rebel Wilson. Of course. I, who, who are you Who else would play That's a werebear? Um, and what's, 
do you actually have a history with this werebear or is this like a you've only met a couple times where you oh no we, we used to we used to be we used to be lovers but something went terribly wrong though i don't know what that is off the top of my head and uh in fact uh don john wears a he wears a necklace with a like a wear a, a bear claw on it and I made a reference to in the last game that in the last moment he sees a bear off in the distance and the bear has a necklace with a human finger on it and he's missing one of his fingers. Ooh. Uh, and one more question about that. Is this someone who you like traveled with a lot or was it like she was in one of the places you've been to? Um, that's, why, that's why they couldn't keep it together is Winter came along and, you know, the werebear wanted to settle down, needed to hibernate. Mm -hmm. Don, John couldn't be John, Don John couldn't be kept down and uh, it just blew up, you know. We can go to another place. I can leave my scat <laughs> around. It'll be fine. It, um, uh, get ready for that a lot, by the way. Um, oh, I'm ready. One of the reasons I think Rebel Wilson works for this, this situation. Uh, I see it. I see it. <laughs> um, just super <laughs> annoying people. <laughs> She unzips her cat skin, and there's more cat skin underneath. Yeah, for some reason, I forgot she was in that. Like I've seen yes. that GIF. It was horrific. I, I really want to see it. It's. I'd almost say it's fun, but it's also kind of boring. It goes on way longer than it it's needs all, to. You also don't like musicals. That was literally That's, it. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, okay. but yeah. So I imagine, I imagine they would almost have one of those like noir film stories where it's like two people who are like deeply in love but are no good for each other and in the end they have to go their separate ways. Okay. But it's ridiculous because she is a bear person and he's somebody who's like, I once had to eat so many snakes that I peed out a whole snake. Like, like that's not how people work. Okay. Yeah. Great. So I like the idea of he has this somewhat tragic story but it can't be fully tragic because it's just too absurd. Gotcha. All right. Um, and that's why that's why he's that's why he's a big fan of big game hunting because what he's really going after is the big game that got away. Love. Whoa! I was not ready for that truth bomb. I mean, I did write it. In the answer to questions, blocked it out. Like I, it's just too much. All right, how about who's next? Who's got sort of a blurb on their, on their person? I'm still flashing mine out. I can go. You have Please. all of three minutes. No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out as we go, too. It's totally cool. Don't worry yeah. about it. I don't know okay. a lot of that shit that I said. <laughs> just start talking. Yeah. All right. All right but how about Isagnoma? So I'm thinking, um, and this might even work with like the big game hunting, the more like frontier aspect of Don John. But, um, you know, Isak Noba, like, lived and was raised among a, a group of, like, nomadic kind of primitive humans, like, in the wilderness beyond, uh, you know, conventional civilization. And then, you know, as that sort of frontier is, uh, you know, perpetually being expanded to some degree, um, you know, uh, his people were basically killed off. But before that had happened, you know, and this happened around like an adolescent period uh, for him. Um, and he wasn't really like well suited to the hunter gatherer lifestyle. Um, and so uh, took to stealing. From his and, own tribe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is basically what he had done um, when they all ended up being killed by like settlers, um, he had basically snuck away to enjoy uh, food that he had stolen from others. Um, he also uh, does scrimshaw. So like he takes the bones of things and he carves it into stuff. Um, Is that like art? I'm not really familiar with that. Well, it's like art and tool making. Um, okay. You could Google it. Yeah, it's a real thing. The old, the old stereotype was like, I got to carve a picture of me lady into a whale tooth. <laughs> but so like, so I envision that this, like, uh, the basically killing off of his people, like happens, like I said, at like an adolescent period in his life, um, which 
you know, is then followed by a period of years where um, he's, you know, sort of forced to live off the land um, because as, you know, civilization, you know, makes its way to where he would have lived or his people would have, you know, roamed through, right? Um, you know, at first they're very, uh, like, xenophobic about it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, eventually over time he like partially integrates as like, you know, like a laborer or, um, you know, just basically like hired muscle. Um, but, you know, throughout that sort of like scavenging time and then in, into adult life, um, he keeps up the, um, you know, thievery and uh, because I got an advanced action, he does poisoning too. That seems like a thief thing and I have options for it. So he also poisons stuff. Okay. Um, so, like, is he still in his in his heart, like, basically a, a lone survivor of a, of a culture that he does not get to experience anymore, essentially? Or is he? Does he feel at home anywhere? No, he's he's a he's a he's a person adrift, um, and so it's all it's all about number one for him. You know, he's got to steal, you know, what he can and do with it what he will. Okay. But like he's he's very much on board for you know selling his services whatever they may be. Hmm. Sounds good. Sounds thiefy. And so for Silas, uh, yeah. you mentioned that uh, Silas had had a friend, uh, like a good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, was this person like important to Silas's life at all, or is it just like the person that did they like, travel with them? Were they like childhood friends, or it uh, someone important to them? Uh, I, my thought was that they met at kind of a formidable time in each other's lives you know like those friends that you make when you're like 12 13 and things are like really weird and kind of fucked up and you meet those friends and you kind of bond and grow together that's that friend mm-hmm. um they've disappeared my thought i don't know why it came to me some kind of like geological or like natural disaster happened i wrote chasm in the email but it doesn't have to be that were you picturing uh, like they're at home and something bad happens to them or they're adventuring and like adventuring and something happens where it's not you know we we didn't we don't know why it happened they disappeared something opened up and they were gone you know silas is sort of haunted by it a little bit but still remains optimistic i was talking with communicating with austin where i think i when i'm thinking about my character my alignment would actually more be more good than neutral Mm -hmm. um basically silas is I'm gonna throw some Harry Potter out there. Oh, I oh I get most of those references now. I'm halfway through book five. I'm reading it for the first time. Are you serious? Yeah, Kate and I are reading them together. It's a whole new world. We'll need to talk or, about that. Silas is full of pages. No, we'll need to talk about that at some point so I'm we ready. can geek out because Austin does not <laughs> live I, that life. Can I say also I'm glad that you pa- paused and said you communicated with me as opposed to talk to me as if you like we're like hold on yeah. and you sprayed so, pheromones at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, my mouth. You left a message at the scratching post. Yeah. <laughs> you smeared mud in the right area. Yeah. It's um Silas is kind of not Neville Longbottom at the beginning of the books. Okay. Silas is Neville after after the glow up. After the glow up. Thank yeah, right. you. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. post too. It's post glow up Neville Longbottom. Yeah. So you're still kind <laughs> that's your fault. I, I misread the so, pheromones. I'm sorry. That that's your so Silas is still like kind of careful, a little bit, you know, tenderhearted, but finding their place. I wrote down quote unquote horse girl. You guys know what a horse girl is? I get the trope. Right. Kind of similar to that trope. Like when you're younger, it's like you're kind of a weirdo who's obsessed with like one thing, and everyone's like, oh, horse girl over there. No, like kind of coming into themselves. I describe them as a huffle griff. So you've got like the loyalty, the friendship of a Hufflepuff, but you have like kind of that inner bravery and like willingness to jump in there of a Gryffindor, which can be as we know as Harry Potter fans, of course, Gryffindors will defend and fight, but then they can also be a little bit short-sighted yeah. sometimes. No it's like how stupid it might be. Right. You're going to jump in there. You're like, I had to defend my friends. Oh crap. 
Lord Voldemort's here. It's that kind of thing. Um, so here to be careful, like look out for their friends. They can cut loose, but then trouble does find them sometimes. Mm -hmm. But there's always a willingness to get in there and fight to help people and um, look look for their friend, look for that missing piece. The friend is arguably the biggest influence on their life. What was her name? Did I come up with a name in the thing? I need a name. Um, Smolina, based Le on the, the pheromones. It's Lex or Lexi. All right. Mm -hmm. And um, were you, so you said you guys had ventured together as well before. It was like when you were first starting out, like how did you become um, a wizard and a, and a combatant wizard at that? Or is that something that we like, sort of figure out as we go? We need okay, to figure like, that what? out as we go. <laughs> cool. No problem. Well, that actually leads into, um, unless you had anything else. Mm hmm Oh no 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 that that was about it. I I think I communicated cool what I'm what I'm thinking the character is. We have read the signs on the post. I think mm -hmm. we're on the same page. Okay. Um well that leads into the bonds then. So we can talk about how do you guys know each other? Uh Austin, you want to start us off on that? Sure. So I think that Okay, uh Trevor, you said Isagnoma while definitely an adventurer is not necessarily super into nature or, no or would be no 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 yeah he's he's very into nature okay sorry i misread yeah. misread that one i apologize okay. he's not he's not um like super adept at living off the land but okay. yeah he, he he reveres nature hmm. Okay, well, since you used the word revered, um, I'll choose this. Uh, Isagnoma is a friend of nature, so I'll be their friend as well. So maybe, uh, uh, maybe in some, maybe some years back, we had encountered each other in um, some instance. This is almost this is almost a little this is almost a little Captain Planety, but um, I was wearing mostly blue and I had kind of a green mullet. Now. Um, Actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a little Captain Planety, but what if there was something where there was some like some noble creatures that were captured and uh, we kind of encountered each other as we were both watching, like we both had witnessed this stuff and we kind of helped out to free um, a flock of Pegasus or something sure. goofy d and thing like that. Whatever the D and D equivalent of land dolphins are, which might be land dolphins. Yeah. Do they float or do they have legs? Oh God, I want them to have legs. Are they bipedal or quadrupedal? I want them to be bipedal. Yeah, but yeah, have, no. But have I, tiny I like uh, uh, have tiny T Rex arms. That's your oh yeah, of course. But they're still flippers. But yeah. 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 And everything so we, we, up is exactly the same. It's just. We we, saw, we saved a we saved a pod of uh, dolphin ox, mm -hmm. majestic creatures. But I picked up some like ambergris. They had a that's what I was in for. There was some ambergris that they had precious ambergris. Had, uh, <laughs> while they were panicked, you know, yeah. panic ambergris. <laughs> yeah. The most valuable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's their fear that you're. Re that's really valuable. Well, I mean, it, it's not. It doesn't. You know, it doesn't have different qualities, but they express it sometimes in fear. So that's why I went in for the rescue. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, so did, so did Don John read that one wrong? He's I like, mean, oh. maybe you did. Maybe He's you like, did. This, I'm just guy, you this, guy, this guy loves these animals. Yeah. You're like, I just want these precious, this precious ambergris. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, afterwards, buddy, we'll all have precious hamburgers. <laughs> yeah. I made a fortune on it. But nice. I lost most of it. <laughs> Not a in a cool way. way. It just fell out of my pocket. Yeah. I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a really hard time role playing this, but I I, I want Isagnoma to be pretty laconic, like very dry. Um, that works. Yeah, that'd be a great cover for when you're furious at the events of the game. You're just like, it's mm -hmm. just in character for me not to express any joy over this. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, I'm I'm bad at this. Maybe I should abandon that. 
That's whatever you want. Maybe we could teach you how to laugh. Maybe that's the real treasure here. Yeah. This, this, the friends we made along the way and also <laughs> laughter and precious, precious hamburgers. Yeah. My, my therapist thought that this would be a very valuable experience for me. Nice. That was my therapist I know. <laughs> that was like a very Stephen Wright joke, too, the way he delivered it. Um, Austin, you have to do one more, right? Yeah, oh, I didn't know if you wanted me to do both or if you wanted me. us to go around. Okay. Oh. No, I'm, I'm fine with it. So, uh, okay, then actually, um, do you think that Silas is a person, Alex, who knows their way around the wild? Yes, it is limited, or it has its limits. We're not, you know, Bear Grylls level, but Silas does know their way around the wild. You know what I'm going to do okay. to keep this? Okay. I'm going to also go, Silas does not understand life in the wild from, again, my perspective, which is not a perspective necessarily fully uh, married to reality of like, they don't understand the wild the way I do. And it's like, they're perfectly capable of right. doing things. And I'm like, all right, well, if you're going to use that kind of not good luck, buddy. <laughs> okay. Like, okay, I guess tomorrow we'll have to find the horses. Oh, good thing they didn't run away. It's because I told them not to. Like that kind of deal. Okay. And I know how you spell Silas, but I mean, why don't you tell the audience so that they know how to oh, spell Oh, so it? everyone knows. Mm -hmm. S-I? Mm -hmm. Oh, S-I, yes. A lot of the audience was writing in and saying S-Y. Oh, <laughs> wow, audience. Uh, and in fact, the audience actually wrote C-Y, but yeah, S-I. S-I-L-A-S. <laughs> okay. You didn't read the email. Oh, I read. I read everything. It's the audience that they were okay. the ones. Your email actually it. only went to me. I think. <laughs> uh, my fault. At least in my inbox, it said it only went to me. I mean, that's better than. I, the, I'm sure it did. Only that's go better to than me. my entirely not sending Trevor any of the fucking resources. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Good. You want me? Um, do you want me to go? Go for it. I go. Okay. Um. So. Personally, just thinking myself, personality-wise, alignment-wise, I was thinking that Isignoma, is that how you say it? Yes. Isignoma is woefully misinformed about the world. I will teach them all that I can, just because you seem a little devious, maybe a little bit tricky, maybe a little bit uh, kind of catch-22 monkey's paw type of thing. That's just the feeling I'm getting. And I feel like I try to be as pure of heart as I can. And I want to be like, no, people can be good. We can do this, 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 and that. So I'm going to write that in as our bond. I like it. And for Don John Raskin. Don John Raskin. Yeah, it sounds like a barbecue sauce. It really does. And if you see, have I shown you the picture of him that they that the D&D &D, uh, uh, Essentials Kit comes I with? You did. I remember him being quite dashing. Oh, oh, it it basically looks like if Samuel L. Jackson dressed up like Crocodile Dundee. Love it. I'm trying to picture that. Okay. And, um, oh, I wrote it in the wrong place. And John, John Raskin uh, will play an important role in the events to come. I have foreseen it. I have some ideas. I think it involves possibly helping you get out of some kind of sticky situation. Or you could Ooh. potentially cause something to happen that would push the party or me as a character to kind of go even further than they think they can. So maybe you could fuck things up, but I don't know. We'll see. I'll have to find out. Do I get two bonds? Yes. Bond yeah. We, you got oh, it. Cool. Well, Silas knows incriminating details about me. That's for sure. All right. And I don't know. I kind of, I like the idea that Don John and I, have a con running, but maybe I stole something from Don John or he has my back when things go wrong. Well, that's all three of the remaining options. No, so. I know, but <laughs> I, I wanted to share them with oh, Austin okay. or because. Uh, is, is that first one your first choice? I like the idea that we have a con running. Okay. I, I think know, maybe that's not a thing you're into. No, I think that that's, that's pretty good. Um, I think if we like kind of 
d depending on what it's been, but like in the times that we've uh, kind of worked together or hung out, what if we did something like um, Don John would essentially uh, almost like make such a spectacle, it would give you a good opportunity to um, like lighten people's pockets. And in Don John's head, he's like, oh, he's just taking stuff from the people who are real bastards. And you're just like, I'm just taking stuff from whoever. It doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he could, he could kind of do the, he could basically just, yeah, go in there and be like, all right, I'll wrestle anybody. And then just, even if it doesn't work, just make a big enough scene where you can take stuff. Well, I mean, speaking of, speaking of having, um, perspectives divergent from reality, you know, what if like you come to me with these like sort of nature based things and I always like, like the ambergris, I find some way to like turn a profit out of it. So like you got some of that sweet ambergris money and I just consider that you're on the con. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, we're living high on the hog because we're all just <laughs> good buddies. Right. You're, like, you're thinking, you're thinking like, this is Captain Planet. Like yeah. we're do-gooders. And I'm like, how can I exploit this natural, mm -hmm. uh, Natural disaster, I guess. So uh, I basically see this as your bonds with each other is establishing that you are both woefully misinformed about your relationship with each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that too. Got it. <laughs> this can only go well. Yeah. All right, dudes. I've got one more question. And then if you're ready, we'll get going. Uh, and that is, Austin, tell me about tell me about your experience with this mine you were talking about. Like, why so, do you to that? So Don John got hired to um, kind of as a guy who's running a trading outpost and kind of been involved in a lot of stuff. He'd got hired to be kind of the overseer of this mine. Mm -hmm. And he took that job um, not knowing necessarily what it would entail, but absolutely 100% sure he could handle it. Um, and he had even gotten an escort from uh, DJ's wife's character uh, and like some NPCs to like go up there. And then we discovered there were all these were rats that had infested the place. And uh, rather than fight the were rats, which in retrospect, I don't know why we didn't just do, but instead we went to another place where the were rats had previously lived and gotten kicked out of and we uh, beat the hell out of a bunch of orcs and trolls and then came back and told the were-rats, hey, we freed up that other place. And also, since we just beat the hell out of them, actually, we could probably beat up you guys <laughs> because in retrospect, you seem like less of a threat. And uh, I don't know why we didn't just do this the first time. So you guys uh, get out of here. And they were like, oh, all right. And all of them left except Harold, who is Don John's uh, animal companion. Ah, uh, yes. I saw that on your sheet, and I was like, who is that? Yeah, Harold the Were-Rat. Cute. All right. Okay, I like it. So, um, and he he just he just functions, in case you're wondering, he just functions along, like, the same lines as, like, other, uh, other animal companions would for a ranger. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just going to be an additional excuse for me to do weird voices. I'm into it. He's like an Iago-esque character who talks, but he doesn't have any additional shit aside from what a usual thing does. Okay. Is he, is he bipedal? Yes. <laughs> I, I imagine for the most part, he uh, maybe when he moves around, he scampers around on all it's, fours. But when important. he's standing there, he's he's talking like a. I'm like picturing a him just standing like on your shoulder with like his hands on his hips, like bipedal. <laughs> yes. Like one leg up, like. And if and if you would prefer, Carl. There's a possibility that no one else understands what he's saying except Don John. That is an option. Well, you know, it's your were rat. What's been your experience so far? I mean, the were rats I think had talked to other people in the previous game, so I think maybe he's, uh, maybe it's a Garfield situation where we're all like, maybe, maybe people can understand and maybe not. Maybe like he can get his point across if he really wants to, mm -hmm. but maybe like anything past that you can have like real conversations with them. Yeah. Don John can really talk to him. Otherwise he can like express himself to other people. Yeah. And that's when the ambergris comes out. Yeah, exactly. In, in <laughs> a glandular fashion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, I, as we put it earlier, communicate. He can communicate. Yeah. You can't talk. Yeah, you actually have to wear a bib across your shoulder. 
and it's just soaked by midday. Yeah, I go, uh, I go through shoulder pads like nobody's business. <laughs> are you guys all together? I obviously, um, Don John and Isang Noba are you know a traveling pair of grifters. Well, according to one of you, uh, I, Silas, <laughs> are you like a part of their adventuring party? Are you guys are like, coming in on this at the same time. I I would just recommend. Well, I mean, oh, I was gonna say I I don't think that me and Don John hang out like every day, but our paths have crossed over the years. Okay, I so, think I think it would be easier if you just had us all together or at least started us all in the same locale rather than like, hey, you guys have to you're get to the same locale for sure. Okay. I'm just curious if like you guys like rolled into town together and it's like, this is the adventuring trio. Oh. I I didn't think so. I thought we were just kind of in the same place and then cool. it looks like we join up uh, and then That's we kind of, cool. we learn all about each other in one magical summer or something like that. One mm -hmm. magical summer. We, whoa, all, whoa, whoa. we all grew up that summer. Yeah. I saw Stacy Lederman's boobs. Yeah, it's like that. I'm out of that. All right. <laughs> he says, thank you. Uh, I see you've seen the summons, and I appreciate your willingness to help Thorm Vane. And she says, I haven't seen any of your faces here before, so I can assume that you're travelers. And she says, who do I have the pleasure of meeting? Don John Raskin here. That's me. I'm surprised that you haven't seen my face. Obviously, you must be a newer mayor, uh, maybe just elected. Perhaps you've never uh, held some kind of political office before. But, you know, she says, Hold on. Don John Raskin, you know, in the mining business, they uh, they, they call you Ratbane. Is that true? <laughs> is, that, is that you? Ratbane? And uh, you hear like, <laughs> you hear at least Don John here is like, Ratbane, what do you mean? As this like little character, like this this were rat, which is I imagine a very large rat, like the size of a small dog, like goes That's up onto his shoulder. Yeah, it's horrifying. Uh, his enormous rat balls like, dripping off like, Don John's shoulder. Not, no. not pleased by this, but like allows it to continue. Yeah, and he's like, yes, he's like, hey. it's Rat Bane. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's Rat Bane. I may not go by a lot of things. And uh, Rat Bane is just one of the things. I can't believe it. You said that was something someone else called you. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, Rat Bane, Ra Rat Bane Raskin. She that's says, right. I see you've made each other's acquaintance. Um, and you are. Isak Noma. As you like pause, like waiting to see if you have anything else. And she's like, Isak Noma, excellent. Don't be so, don't be so shy. You know, this guy, I've seen, I've seen him get into places nobody else could. Rescued, rescued hundreds. I've seen it myself. He's, he's like nodding gravely. Stopped poachers. Uh, saved, I've seen him save several children. She'll nod sort of like politely and, and then turn to Silas and say, uh, and you know, we don't, we don't get too many elves in this area, if you don't mind me saying so. Uh, it's a it's a pleasure and an honor to meet and she'll like trail off. Silas Daggermouth, ma'am. And though I can't speak for the other two currently with me, I'm here to help you in any way that I can. She says, that may be the most welcome news I've heard in some time, Silas. And she'll- um... My lady. <laughs> 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 she'll not I tip my wizard cap. Yeah, a school of the of of the formal adventuring sort. I, that's exactly what's <laughs> needed here. I, I I fear. And and she'll go mm -hmm. on to say, um, so as you know, Thorm Vane uh, owes much to Blingbart Mining. Um, they are the lifeblood of this town. We were not much to speak of before they came to the. Uh, to uh, the mines some two days travel from here. I'm sure you haven't seen it, but we regularly receive ore shipments from them, namely Mithril. We are one of the main suppliers of Mithril in the kingdom, in fact. Oh, uh, yeah. And she'll say, I'm sure as adventurers, you must be aware of the rarity of this ore and its value. And she'll say, um, recently, however, the mine has stopped, not only stopped sending its shipments but it's also stopped sending word of any kind, which is highly irregular, considering especially it's been going on for... She'll like sigh and say, well, much too long. 
Um, naturally, I sent, I've sent messengers, um, except that the people normally assigned to relay supplies and bring back the ore, but none of them have returned. And then the previous <clears throat> band I sent to the mines, that band included my marshal, Mr. Walsh Baston. And he's a capable man, and he hasn't returned either. So I must say I'm a, at a bit of a, a bit of an impasse here. Wait, you mean old one-eyed Walsh? Oh, you're familiar. Oh, absolutely. Let me tell you right now. Did he go up? <laughs> if he went up there, I'm going to tell you we're going to find him too drunk to too drunk to come back. Don't tell him I said that. We'll get him. Just keep him away from the stuff. And she'll. Yeah, it's very lucky that. Uh, Famous adventurers have come to your aid. And she'll frown slightly and say, well, if that's what Mr. Bastin was like when you knew him, Mr. Uh, Mr. Raskin, uh, I'm happy to report that he's been a very capable marshal of this town for a couple of years now. I consider him my right-hand man. And um, what he gets up to in his own time, I'm not entirely certain, but he performs his office admirably. All right, all right. Now, listen... I'm not I'm not casting any dispersions here. And that's how I say dispersions. Dispersions. Dispersions? Yeah. Yeah, I say it weird. <laughs> and she'll and she'll say, but you're certainly right about the one eye. It's a little <laughs> odd. Uh, you'll have to tell me about that sometime. He refuses to talk about it. Oh, listen. Let's just say there's a <laughs> there's that, a that reason. It doesn't have to be now, Mr. Raskin. Uh, it's quite all right. I'll write it down. <laughs> on this card and you can open it up later <laughs> all right hold on i'm almost through i should like look at um like between silas and isagnomo while this is happening like to try and get a bead on if this is what she should expect like going forward um I'm now still, to <clears throat> i'm still nodding gravely now to tell you honestly i will need a pen or a quill or a pencil as I have just been pantomiming writing for some time. Moving on. Ah, uh, well, you'll never know then, I guess. If you have any love for Mr. Baston, uh, Mr. Raskin. Uh, that was, uh, 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 well, I don't know what you heard and how he if lost you have that eye. Approaching acquaintance with the man and wish All to right. see him again, I'm hopeful that you can help me figure out what's happened to the mine. And I'll be honest. The prime objective here is make the shipments come back in. It's um, it's a matter of a personal importance to me, sure, and it's obviously whatever happened to Mr. Uh, Baston is important, but you have to understand that the shipments don't come in. This town is is going under. Absolutely. We've been doing, we've been doing very well, but with, a, with a, uh, an aggressive expansion strategy, we'll be at the risk, of cr the mercy of creditors in no time. Listen, if there's anybody who can save your princess, save your town, get the treasure, and the whole nine yards, it's us three. Silas, Isagnoma, and old Don John Raskin. And what about me? And Harold. And she'll nod, looking around at you all, and say, Now, I'm sure that the promise of reward um, is not far from your minds. And she'll say... The sooner you get the mine working again, the greater your reward will be. I can promise you that. And she'll say, uh, do any of you have any questions for me? Ooh. I legitimately think Don John is so full of himself, he doesn't have any questions. He's like, all right, this will be easy. We'll see you in 35 minutes. <laughs> you say the mine is... Two days away? Yes, about two days. How many um, miners are missing? Well, so we we collaborate uh, in a logistical sense with the mining corporation, Blingbarts. But uh, the miners themselves, they don't typically come around here. In mm. fact, we don't really have much... Um, we don't really have any say in the operation itself. We simply take the ore, pay for it, and trade supplies. So yeah. as far as how many miners are missing, I couldn't tell you that. I can only tell you that everyone I've sent to find out has not come back. 
You don't have an estimate of a number of people out there? It's it's a good number. Um, There there must be at least a few hundred, all told, between miners and those who keep the operation running. And um, maybe you're not familiar with Blingbarts, but they are a venerable old mining corporation. Their founder, Thorum Blingbart, still reigns as their as its CEO, and uh, his uh, his dwarves stay very busy. I think when when she says like a, a few hundred, I think Harold is like like. Bleh! Um, what kind of relationship did everybody have with what's the what's Blingbart's first name? Thorum. Thorum Blingbart. Thorum Blingbart. So you say that his his dwarves are very busy. Is there some kind of implication there? Well, she'll say, I have never actually met Thorum Blingbart myself. He, as far as I'm aware, doesn't come by here, these, this area, this region of the world even, very often. Mm. Where he spends most of his time, I'm not sure. Probably board meetings, I can only assume. He is the CEO of the, uh, of the corporation. Um, but this branch, this mine is operated by a woman named uh, Bronca Redland. We've met a few times over the years, not very often, but she seems a capable dwarf. Um, sort of a, a no-nonsense sort, and I, I appreciate that. So this is a, it's a branch here in Thorin Vane. Do you know where the other branches are? She, she'll say, uh, you do just as well to ask um, a merchant, to be honest, uh, Blingbart's mines extend all across the map. Uh, we are this mine that we benefit from. It uh, it bro- it's been in ser- in service for about twenty years now, which of course coincides exactly with when our town really started to come up. Okay. All right. She'll, she'll say, um, anytime you're ready. If you have no other questions for me. Um, like I said, time is of the essence. So I think I think throughout much of that explanation of what was going on, um, in Don John's head, um, there was just a video, or there was just like a scene playing in his head uh, in which this song was playing. And it's just like, L is for the way you look at me. O is for the only one I see. V is very, very extraordinary. And it's this it's this video of him and again Rebel Wilson um walking on a beach together, looking out at the ocean, looking out at the moon, and then when you look back at her, it's she's a bear instead. And um them like in a jacuzzi, but again, she's a bear. And um, and then there's a rap breakdown, and the two of them are twerking feverishly. Um, and that's what's going on when um, uh, Bidrel, Bidronel says, like, any other questions? And he's like, nope, we've got this 100%. It's touching that Cayman Bear remains at the forefront of your mind at, in all situations. Uh, um, I have one last question <laughs> aside from that. Um, what kind of terrain are we looking at between here and the... Oh, she'll say, no need to worry about that. Um, it's a well-traveled route. Um, it's wide roads, no problems with bandits. It's it's well guarded, normally. And she'll like her face will darken a bit and say, "Well, come to think of it, the the security is generally provided by Blingbart. Uh, we man our gates, of course." But she'll sigh and say, "You see, this is what I'm working with: a total lack of information. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that we've historically had no problems with the road. It's 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 well traveled and uh, well maintained." Well, there's no road that I've ever gone down that I haven't not gone down and come back from. So I'll tell you right now, we don't need any of that information. We're set. Anyway, aside from that, is there any advice you can give us as to something we should have with us while we travel? She'll pause and say, well, I, I normally I would say you should take whatever you need from the mine itself. They're very well equipped. Um, and but she'll shrug and again and say, um, if something truly terrible has happened, which I certainly hope isn't the case, you might want to bring uh, supplies for lanterns, um, oil for said lanterns, uh, provisions, and we'll happily provide you with food and lanterns, as, as many as you need. We'll Thank you, ma'am. Your, we'll take the food out of your uh, um, presumptive reward. 
And uh, Harold is like, yeah! And he licks his lips like a Scooby-Doo situation. But it's really disgusting because he's a rat. It's, it's not cute at all. Does it. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, it's true. If a human does it, it's like, okay, get away. <laughs> it's an immediate restraining order. Well, ma'am, we will find the people who have gone missing. And I'm like extra determined because I also know the pain of losing someone and like having my world like come to a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. Something also related to a hole in the earth. Tricky. I see you. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. I see you. All right. And she'll nod and say, "Yes, of course." The missing people, and the missing ore. And she'll like look at of, you. Of course, the ore. Just like it's desperation. Well, of of course, the ore naturally, but but the lives, the lives, yes, lives. naturally to be saved. Oh, of course, naturally, of course. All right. But also the ore. But also the ore. Don't forget but the ore. But definitely remember the ore. Yes, right. the ore, ore is, in a sense, lives in this situation. Check. Don't forget the ore. Get the ore, or lives, or mines, or the ore. We got it. Now listen, will we be needing this? And he just picks up a random tchotchke from her desk. Tchotchke? Like a little like office uh, trinket. Yeah. Like a like a paperweight or like a yeah. small so bowl or something. This would be like a great like scene change where it's like the look of her, of her eyes just looking at you with like this look of like doubt that she made even the right call in asking you to do this mm-hmm. and uh, it just says po buddy's nerfed all right that was a heck of an adventure wasn't it you met everybody and isn't every adventure started when you meet people friendship is an adventure all on its own and also one time I made friends with a giant pig. That pig and I still write to this day. So, keep in mind, whoever your friends are, keep in touch. This has been Don John Raskin and his court-mandated community service. This amazing adventure that was very exciting and everyone liked included the vocal stylings of Alex as Silas, the wizard, Trevor as Isagnoma, the thief, and Austin as Don John Raskin, the world's greatest lover and handsomest man. Also, Carl was our game master, or dungeon master, as they're sometimes called in these games about dungeons, and sometimes dragons appear. So, music-wise, what do we have? Well, the big thing was that we had Glacial Bells by Daniel Birch. Alright, be sure to join us here on another exciting episode of This American Dice, as we wonder what the heck's going on in this mine, and are we going to need that little trinket from the desk? We'll find out. Mm-hmm. I, I can't I promise I won't interchange because, like, I am a dum-dum. You're okay. But... I figured. All right. Not, you not, that you're, not that you're dumb, but I'm like, in the course of this game, Well, let me tell not... you. No. <laughs> By the end of this game, you'll believe me. Um... <laughs> you're going to be like, with the paper, be like, mm-hmm, check. Yeah. This is actually a job application Noted. for you, Carl. Yeah, we're actually yeah. judging you the whole time. Your future employment relies on your ability to keep my pronouns in an imaginary game straight. I Carl. will never work again. <laughs> this is what Tucker Carlson I warned like, us about. Yeah, this is the liberal future. Uh, you can add two points to your stats. Nice. Just spread however. Spread however. So two into one, one into two different ones. Right. A couple of right. twos with a one watching. And then um, 